everybody and welcome back to the enterprise dish and this is going to be a very special one and not just because aaron's here but because aaron and i have been talking about windows 10x windows 11 and all that stuff and the, we are going to get our first official look at it we've got screenshots so if you're listening to this one on the audio i i might encourage you for the first time ever to jump over to the video feed because there's going to be some visual announcements but aaron how's it treating you up in the seattle area here in the month of june it's it's going okay. It's going okay. You know, I, I feel bad so much of uh, the rest of the country where we live and, and the rest of the world suffering with this unbelievable heat and dryness. Yes. We are in record moisture wow. uh, business as well. And there's just insane news. Yeah. And cra crazy news. Like I thought, I thought we'd be, we would be ahead of the news. I thought we'd be recording this with a lot of speculation. That was the intent. It's really going to be kind of the opposite. <laughs> spoilers. The original intent of this was like, we'll do one before the event. We'll talk about everything we've heard. And then we'll do one after the event, kind of recapping what Microsoft has done. And then no joke, uh, 45 minutes before this podcast recording, a build of Windows 11 has leaked. We'll get to that in a minute because we got some other news to dive into first, including Patch Tuesday, Aaron. And if I remember correctly, there were seven zero days patched, six of which were out known to be exploited. Does that sound about right? That does. And what's crazy about this is a bunch of this is privilege elevation, mm -hmm. bad stuff. So it is it is unnerving as you look down this and I'm trying to find some of these details, but it's it's gnarly low level stuff, file system stuff, kernel level stuff that kind of if, you know, if, if a sophisticated individual exploiter act bad actor got in there, which they already have, then then we're going to see this problem. And so this is further as I as I, I looked at this. Well, and, and as we choked on some of these updates ourselves internally, mm -hmm. jacked up our VPN and all that. Oh, really? Oh, yes. So, you know, we're, we're sort of unwinding still some of that today. Uh, you know, messages going out through teams about this and that. So y y you think about Colonial Pipeline, you think mm -hmm. about all these all these things that have been going on. And so it's kind of no wonder that there is all of a sudden massive force on these low-level fixes because that's the easiest place to go. Also, interestingly, to our past discussions from a security perspective, uh, my understanding is the way that Colonial Pipeline got exploited is there was an old unpoliced user account that didn't have 2FA enabled. Ooh. That was the source of the problem. And then from there, they got in and, and then all, all the other things happened. So if you get in and, and you've got, you, you know, whatever, some, some unpoliced accounts or you've, you've got a couple of loose ends, uh, then some of these other vulnerabilities allow you to turn stuff loose and, and take everything down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's, I think Microsoft clearly is trying to stay ahead of this as always. And they're working with their friendly enemies and Google, I think identified some of these very low level uh, issues, which is great. I'm glad that they continue to, to be good, good uh, kind of citizens that way. Um, but this, this is a continuation of this evolving trend. And it made me wonder as well, in light of all this windows 11 stuff, if, if, if part of this move isn't to, uh, create an opportunity to, to be it, if nothing else rebrand around a new platform mm -hmm. that will be a little bit cleaner and tidier going forward post, you know, this wave of problems we've been having. And, and it's not, as we've said, as stock yep. and stop, this is the, the new normal. Yeah. So tell me, I, I'm curious. I want to poke and prod. What happened to your VPN? 
You know, I, I'm not I'm not sure if it's an NTFS thing or, or mm-hmm. what exactly kind of took it down. Um, mm-hmm. But th- we we were using a we we had a, a long history working with a third party VPN. Most of us had moved to the Windows VPN, mm-hmm. but yesterday I, I was personally having some problems. I had to escalate to our IT team, and then this morning they they kind of released some some step by step guidance on on how to work around those issues. I had followed their their original guidance originally, mm-hmm. but I think there were some fixes subsequent to that that didn't allow the old way. So I need to get a little more information on it, but uh, it was definitely post the patches. Uh, and, and in fact, they, their statement was that, hey, after these patches, you might see some some challenges with VPN. So some something to watch out for, yeah. all those kinds of nuances, and, and it just ends up being a disruption. It's not the way, the way that we use it now, and I'm sure many of our listeners are the same way, you don't we're not as dependent on the VPN as we used to be, mm-hmm. right? With sort of, and, and it goes back to the way that Microsoft was thinking about this a long time ago. I don't know if people recall the expression, uh, it was a deperimeterization or, or there was some really fun made mm-hmm. up expression, uh, but basically <laughs> sort of securing the apps as opposed to securing the entire platform, which was considered to be a much bigger job. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, uh, Azure AD and, and some of these other things working around uh, M365, and so then as long as you're logged in properly to the app, then it'll log you into the other services and, and, and off you go and it should be fine. But some of these pieces that still exist around the network that we're managing and having to host, well, still takes a, takes a bit of, of hand-holding and, and a few kind of curveball surprises such as we're entertaining presently, so. Well, let's just dive into the curveballs because yes, I, I typically... I mean, I, I grew up sort of like the, the not the Windows fanboy, but like that's what energized me about. I'm probably very similar to you considering you run an entire company that's based around this. Uh, but Windows, right? Windows has been the thing that brought me into the Microsoft world. And so let's just talk about here what Microsoft is calling the next generation of Windows. I'm going to throw up. We got three screenshots here. There's actually much more to come, but we'll just dive in uh, to the first one here. This is the first we'll call quote unquote unofficial look at the new desktop what's what's the gut reaction here squeaky clean uh kind of uh invokes a sort of feeling mm-hmm. and in that way and and in other ways that we'll see on subsequent screens kind of creates a mac os feeling yes you know and, and i'm sure that's no mistake right as, mm-hmm. as i think it may be on the last discussion this the last episode of the podcast I mentioned that there is this feeling when you're in Mac OS that you're kind of in the future, right? And I think yep. that that's a gap that Microsoft is trying to overcome here. So definitely a cleaner, more open feeling. The default graphic here kind of brings that, you know, kind of very mm-hmm. high definition, photorealistic, but also kind of whimsical yeah. uh, experience to bear. The other thing, too, that I think is worth pointing out, it... It's one of those things, it feels different, but also familiar because for people who are on the audio, um, as we've described many times, it's sort of like 10X where they bring all the icons into the center. Uh, There's definitely a new start button. That's a, I believe they call cyan blue. Might be the actual color there, but it's different yet familiar. Yeah, it certainly will not be a difficult adaptation for most of us Mm -hmm. so you know the shortcuts look essentially identical um you know the the 
kind of uh, the taskbar and start menu. Everything at the bottom is still at the bottom, although kind of centered, just mm -hmm. like macOS. Room on the sides, just like macOS, etc. So it's not it's not going to be difficult to jump in and start using this by any stretch. Um, you know, but what what's sort of the benefit of this? Is there a productivity benefit? Is it just sort of look and feel? Is it sort of the high gloss that, you know, gives us a better feeling about this, makes us feel a little fresher coming into this? And, you know, to the point of what everyone's saying on the internet right now, it's been, it's going to be 10 years, right? So they announced the, the end of life date will be uh, October 14th of 2025, I think. Sounds about right. And so it's almost 10, 10, 10 years and a couple months. And that's in line with what they've done in the past. So, yeah. you know, Windows 11 will probably be available in like a year. You know, we'll, we'll find out in a couple of weeks here. And then people start migrating to it and then they'll have this kind of end of life. Mm -hmm. The other really important consideration here, not to jump the gun, is that this announcement pertains only to Home and Pro, right, Brad? I think that we're this is a relatively yep. sort of limited scope. So education, enterprise, all these other additions, kind of a looming question mark of when end of life for 10 is going to be for the rest of us on Windows 10 and and what will be available enterprise-wise for Windows 11, assuming it's called that, right? We're codenaming code it essentially on the fly, mm -hmm. Windows 11. We're assuming it's gonna be like that. Some of the the kind of uh, announcement things have have suggested two vertical lines. So in any case, yep. um, a, a lot a lot yet to be answered, more to be seen, but but you have, you have more. Yeah, I was right? gonna say, quite literally more to be seen here. This. Aaron, or, or I shouldn't say Aaron, I should say listeners or people watching. This is the new start menu. It is an updated design. Aaron, what are you, what are you feeling when you look at this? Interesting uh, in that it brings, th this, is, this is not very much like Mac. This is like Windows 8 gets a fresh overhaul. And I, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time on 10X, but I've seen a lot of people say this looks a lot like 10X. Um, and so I don't know, I, I defer to you a little bit on the likeness there, but, um, a lot like the start menu Yeah, is what it looks like. It, I mean, it, it looks, it looks centered. like a start menu. Um, it yeah. looks like the 10 X start menu, which I think is kind of, well, just because we had talked about it so much. Um, one thing I do want to point out about people who are looking at this, there's a bunch of icons that are missing. Those are still loading. This was a pretty fresh install. And so things were still coming together, if you will, quite literally on the back end of the OS. And again, it's a leaked build. So things could change between now and then, but I'm not expecting like a huge overhaul by any means uh, before between now and effectively like two weeks or something like that. But a great tell here is Edge looks like Edge. Mm -hmm. Mail, Windows Mail looks like Windows Mail, right? A handful of those things. Settings looks like settings. And in other screenshots I've seen, the settings menu looks just like the 8.1 settings menu. The, the, this isn't going to be super far afield from everything that we use every day and what we're accustomed to. It really, I really have a hard time believing it is not in Microsoft's best interest, moreover, that they would make this a, a big adjustment. This is going to be an incremental adjustment with a very dressed up UI. So it begs the question, how much of this is what was going to come with Sun Valley anyway? Sun right. Valley is 10X and, and they're calling it 11, 
because it just made a ton more sense and product management said there's no point in putting out 10x because this is kind of falling apart under our feet and the multi-screen devices and and you know yada 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 a thousand a thousand reasons probably yeah. probably a hundred thousand so <laughs> there are quite a few i i definitely agree we have one more screenshot here because microsoft's oobe which is we're out of box experience has also been updated. But I pulled out one particular screenshot here because if you look at it, and I'm not quite sure what they're gonna be doing here, but they're allowing you to customize your experience based on gaming, oh. creativity, family, or schoolwork. I'm not quite sure what the difference is gonna be though. Interesting. Interesting, I wonder I wonder if it's, if it's not unlike a, a kind of a cookied, a heavily cookied web experience where based on your preferences, your presented things in different priorities. And so if you're if you're using Windows more for gaming, uh, then you know your start menu presents more of those themes, also playing into the ad experience. I wonder I mean, th th this is this is giving a lot of credit here where maybe credit isn't due. But I wonder if it's also like prioritization of services in memory. Um, mm -hmm. where some of these things might, might be more valuable than others. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I mean, that, 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 that's sort of the it hardcore geek in me that says this should be like a server and it should do the things that I want to do most. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I think that's maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah. This is, there's a lot of questions that are, that are still not known specifically like this one. What, it, what is this actually doing? Um, to the OS, is there ramifications for choosing one or the other? Can you flip between them? I would assume so, uh, but we will find out here. I mean, Microsoft event is on the 24th, so like eight days away, something like that, where hopefully they're going to lay out their vision or whatever it is this is leading us towards. Indeed, and this screen I had not seen before, Brad, mm -hmm. and it's super interesting because th this will be, I guarantee, a huge part of the demo. Whoever leads that demo, Satya or Panos or whoever, this is going to be a big like thing. It's like, oh, if you're a, you know, I mean, it's so it, it's so much about lifestyle and you're you're the maker thing and and all of that, uh, and especially since this is starting on the consumer side, they're gonna play this up like crazy, like crazy. Interesting. I would absolutely agree, um, but there's still things we don't know for like there's other store experiences that are not lit up if you will uh in this type of a model speaking of lit up uh, my whatever reason my laptop was about to die <laughs> and now we're back in plug like it was down to like three percent i was like eh, this the background would have died here would have been all sorts of tragic um uh, but we are right your, your, your amazing laptop with an inexhaustible battery it was about to die uh-huh yep <laughs> Great, like it was plugged in, but then the, something happened, and I don't know, back from vacation mode, and it's just not all quite plumbed up the way it should be. Um, but there's other things like the store experiences that we know are going to be updated significantly from Microsoft, like changing things on the back end to allow developers to do different things. They've already talked about how they think Windows is going to become like the best platform for developers, which I think means they get a bigger cut. They have different options for putting apps into the store. So there's that huh. whole experience that needs to come to life that we don't know about yet. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Mm -hmm. For sure, that has major ramifications, and the whole store strategy has been kind of wild west at Microsoft for a right. long time. For a while, they had a ton of stores, and then they consolidated the stores, but it was you know kind of a mess. 
Um, so it would not, it's not necessarily surprising to me that they're introducing and using this as a nice inflection point to, mm -hmm. to play that into the partner channel. Um, mm. so that's interesting. Yep. I wonder what's happening with OEMs then as a result too, if anything. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a mm. good question. The, the only reason I bring some of this stuff up is I don't, I mean, people are going to look at this and I think some people were expecting just a total system overhaul and there's a decent amount, but things that have not changed just based on some very, very brief looking, uh, are like the settings panel doesn't really yep. look all that different. Obviously there's yep. rounded corners and some other minor things, but yeah, right. And I mean, and, and, and so if you, if you read through the forums, mm -hmm. you know, you, you get the whole spectrum of reaction, but there's a ton of I mean, people are overusing the expression lipstick on a pig. I think this is going to go a little bit beyond that. I would agree. I think it's a ton of UX work. Um, and so in that regard, maybe yes. Um, but the, so many of these apps are really essentially going to be, the, they're the same apps. It's really the platform we're talking about. And it's so much presentation. So the question is, as we get underneath the covers and really get to look at this and get the feedback, what's going on and what's better about this? Are there truly meaningful security improvements? Is this going to be mm -hmm. a hardened consumer version of Windows? Is that going to be played into the enterprise so we have a better starting point for, you know, in IT? Yeah. Etc. right? I mean, a million of those things. Manageability-wise, what does this mean? From our perspective, right, deployment-wise mm -hmm. and, and, you know, provisioning, updating, what one of my one of my thoughts was, especially reading through all of the snark on the internet, was so much of this is history repeating. The more things change, the more they stay yep. the same. This big claim, Windows 10 is going to be the last version of Windows, which wasn't really an official thing, I understand. But, you know, the, 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 there are these wild claims. Well, that that's not true. And now right on time, here comes another major version of Windows. And the update process is going to be completely different, but it's really not. We're still doing mm -hmm. monthlies and a couple big ones a year and, you know, and on and on and on and on and on all these things. Right. So I think really this all just stands to reason. And we've got a really great opportunity at seeing maybe things come back to a really rational, sane, predictable, you know, kind of type of windows that we've that we know and love or love to hate what which either right. way right in IT but that this this is this is going this is a nod to things to to, to it being the world that we thought it was maybe right and so mm -hmm. let's learn more and and see what's really going on what we're not going to get on June 24th is the deep dive we're going to yeah. get you know the sizzle reel and the fireworks and you know the celebrity on stage we're not going to get the deep dive. So that's where the next major event is going to be like a major Windows show. To the positive, and sorry to ramble on so much here, this is a decisive nod to the prioritization of Windows at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. This is Microsoft saying, we probably shouldn't have turned our back on Windows the way that we did. This is Microsoft saying, Yes, we believe that this move to remote work is going to have some permanence. And as a result, we need to create systems that will support and drive that for the long term and help the enterprise do that. So I'm especially excited to see what happens in the 60, 90 days post this, mm -hmm. not only to know what's going on under the covers, but what's going to happen in the enterprise edition and the other kind of, um, you know, major editions of Windows that, that so many of us rely on. That 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 I think is where 
you know, the, the rubber is going to meet the road for a lot of us. Yep. The, there's a couple like just, or I should say a couple, one explicit tip uh, for everybody that if you look at this and you're like, nah, I kind of want to run that. Uh, your best bet to getting it is one, wait until June 24th. Don't try to find the, the stuff because we don't know how clean it is. We, it could be a bug. Just don't do it. But you will want to enroll in the Insider program. I know a lot of people have unenrolled from that for various reasons, myself included, on many machines. Uh, but if you want to get this stuff, that is more than likely going to be the mechanism. We've actually even seen them, I think in the past week, they've already tested the experience pack pipeline, if you will, just pushing out just minor updates to make sure that works. Because I think most of us believe you'll download what looks like maybe Windows 10, and then you'll get this experience pack that will light up uh, the scenario or the, the Sun Valley Cherry Hill stuff. Great, great, great idea. Great feedback, great advice. I mean, we're not that far from the big announcement, at which point this is going to be available from mainstream sources. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the risk of getting it from non-mainstream sources is all, all the reasons. So I, I think that that was very, very sound guidance and advice. And just take your time, you know, go see all the screenshots on the web. There's going to be a ton of them. Everyone has their own version of them. You know, Brad's mm -hmm. stuff's going to be great, and he'll probably peel back a couple layers compared to some of the other journalists. Yep. So go ahead and take a look. And and then, you know, whatever. We're out like 10 days out now, and by the time people hear this, it'll be just a few days. And, you know, you can go you can go get your get your version. But, yeah, take all the steps to get access that you need and and, and consider how to how to bring this to life. And then and it's a great opportunity to brief your internal teams, too, yes. right? I mean, a great thing to take to your, you know, director of operations your vp of it if you're a smaller organization, take it straight to this to the ceo and be like look man this is here's what's coming this is great for these reasons or we've got to be poised and prepared for all these reasons too i mean there's a lot there's a lot to be to consider here whether you're in financial services manufacturing professional services education like there's a lot there there are ramifications to this on multiple levels there's a lot going around and I recommend another top tip that everybody hit that subscribe button on the podcast yes. places and all that because Aaron and I will be back in July uh, once Microsoft has given the official guidance and hopefully in between now and then we'll get to poke and prod a little bit more not just on the actual OS but to Aaron's point like what's going on in the enterprise what's the are they modifying the update cadence yet again there's a lot of things we still got to know but Aaron I very much appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and to everybody else thanks for tuning in we'll catch all of you right back here next time